Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome to Convert Central. I'm Kevin Siddiq Lim, the host of Convert Central, and I'd like to welcome you to Season 3 of Convert Central. Our podcast focuses on the challenges that Muslim converts face along their conversion journey to help Muslims from all backgrounds to find a strong foothold in Islam. Follow our Instagram and LinkedIn page at Convert Central, and I look forward to sharing with you all the beneficial series we plan for the year. For now, I'd like to welcome you to Season 3 of Convert Central. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome back to Convert Central. So Alhamdulillah, right now we're in the mid of our series where we actually covered all of the episodes talking about pre-marriage preparation, how we can align our intentions for marriage, how we can prepare for marriage and how we can find a partner and what to look out for in a partner. So of course, marriage is not just simply a destination, although it might be to some people, but in Islam, marriage is the start of a new life a life where you'll be sharing with your partners and a life that we will take some time to get used to. Every marriage, they have different challenges, different contexts that we have to navigate. What we're going to focus on in our series will be um, convert marriages, you know, not just uh, the converts coming into a convert marriage, but also born Muslims who might be married to a convert in the future. What are some things that you should um, look out for and what are some specific challenges that, that they might have? So today, I'm actually very blessed to be joined uh, with one of our team members' parents, and that team member is none other than brother Adil Ko. So he's no stranger to Convert Central. And uh, his parents, I'll just give a short introduction. Uh, his mom, uh, she's, she's Rostina. And his, uh, his father, he's uh, brother Elias Ko. So um, maybe I'll just give them some time to introduce themselves. How long have they been married? And you know, um, how many years has brother Elias uh, become a Muslim? So, Bismillah. Assalamualaikum, everyone. Waalaikumsalam. Yeah, okay, so where, uh, when did we meet? Um, believe it or not, we were college sweethearts. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, we met in school and uh, I think, yeah, started off, of course, with friendship, you know, yeah. and uh, brother Il- Elias, very yeah. nice guy. And of course, yeah, um, you know, there are lots of good qualities about him that attracted me to him. Yeah. No doubt he was not yet a Muslim then. Mm. Uh, but I think uh, the friendship blossomed into, mm. um, you know, love, I guess. And uh, we uh, took the journey of um, him be, uh, converting and then, of course, later on into marriage. Yeah, we went through pre-1 and pre-2 and uh, start, I, I started to get to know Islam through, through my wife. And uh, although she never put any pressure for me to go and convert, mm. but she made it very clear that, you know, if this turned out to be uh, um, a, something that we want to make it a lifelong um, journey together yeah. to get married, then I need to be a Muslim. All right. Yeah. And so uh, I think what my wife did was that she gave me the, the time she was patient with me and say, take your time to go and think about it. And uh, to learn more about Islam, and if you think this is where, is, uh, this is the religion I like to, to you know, um, embrace, yeah. then I guess there will be um, likelihood of us getting, being, being able to stay on and together for, for the, our lives. Yeah. Um, and so I, then after pre 2 I went into the army. Mm-hmm. And uh, fortunately, alhamdulillah, I met a couple of uh, Muslim friends. Mm-hmm. In fact, they were my bunk mates. And so, you know, uh, as you know, in, during NS time, we stayed together Monday to 
to Saturday and then after that, um, you know, I said, I've spent a lot of time with them. And they taught me a little bit about uh, Islam, but they also guided me to say, if you want to learn more, and at the time, and that was uh, 1979, 1980, wow. so it's very hard to find Islamic books in English yeah. uh, at the time. Not as many as what you, you will find today. And nothing online. Uh, nothing online, yeah. <laughs> there, there was so, probably no internet then, right? No, no internet then. So the only way was that they, re- they asked me that I should go to Darul Akam. At the time, Muslim Convert Association was no, better known as Darul Akam. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I went over there and I met a group of friends. Um, they were all Chinese and they were, they were all converts. And they, I, I started to get very close to them. And they were really, really active in promoting Islam among the, uh, the Chinese or to be converts mm. and uh, and so that's that's what i mean in it's a way they are life. very much like you, what you guys are doing today yeah. <laughs> all right so um you know at, at a part of time that was maybe 30 years ago was, was was that when you took your shahada about 30 years ago yeah i converted in 1980 yeah um so yeah so 31 years mashallah mashallah all right so um you mentioned that um you know, um, auntie was the reason why you started to look into Islam and, you know, the people that you met in NS helped you to further your knowledge a little bit and, and of course, recommended you to Darul Akam. You know, so eventually, what was the thing that really sealed the deal for you when you came to Islam? What was the thing that, you know, affected you or, or gave you a, a confirmation and assurance that, you know, I want to become a Muslim? When I went to uh, learn more about Islam in yeah. Darul Akam, I was more convinced than... When I, before that, I went to churches mm-hmm. and I always believed there is a God. But mm-hmm. when I went to the churches, I did not get the convincing um, message mm-hmm. that, you know, uh, Christianity is something that I want to uh, take up. Yeah. And so I became, uh, I, I, I mean, I, I, I left it there and then uh, when I got get to know my wife, then I, I started to be more serious and, and start to learn more about Islam. And I really, really, alhamdulillah, um, what I learned in Islam convinced me that this is the religion that I should take up. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So um, for auntie, um, then, you know, what was your role, you know, that you were trying to play in his journey towards Islam? Were you more like, do you see yourself as like a supporter or like more like a mentor? You know, how was your thought process like at the point of time? I think at the start, I didn't want it to be something that is forced upon yeah. your partner, you know. Mm. Uh, it's not fair. And also, it may not be sustainable if you, mm. you know, just marry or have a relationship just out of, uh, you know, a forced um, religion and things yeah. like that. So, no, I didn't want that. That, that, that. That's why I left it to him to find out for himself. But yes, there was the gentle prodding, you know, the gentle encouragement to, to go and find out, find out more and be sure, be happy before you make that, com- that commitment. Mm. Um, so I think that reassurance that, um, you know, there's no force, force in marriage. There's mm. also, uh, I'm also still there, uh, no matter what. I think, yeah. I think that helped lah, in some ways. Uh, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. And, and I, I guess for you, you would say like you're, you're more of a supporter, ensuring him that 
uh, things are okay, you know, and and that he's he's not doing something that is that would be uh that 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 you know is weird in society because I I guess at a point of time seeing a Chinese want to become a Muslim then you know even I think our Chinese relatives nowadays will say that that's that's, that's something that is abnormal, right? And yeah. uh, I think in in part also Comet Central is trying to do that, you know, by covering stories like yours and and many Comet stories in around Singapore. We're trying to make it uh known that you know people coming to Islam is something that is very normal, you know, like how yeah. someone embraces Christianity, someone finding religion in their lives. This Islam is is just a part of that process, right? So yeah. so I, I think I think it's good. It's good, very good thought process to to be patient, you know, as as many you know hidayah and and you know belief comes into someone's heart in many different ways. So you know, uh, one way might not work. We will try another, and and we'll be patient to the time where they are comfortable yeah. and able to accept the religion. But but therein comes the. The, the the you know the white elephant in the room right where we talk about when you want to get married then then he has to be he has to be Muslim then you guys can be mar- can get married and of course when it comes to marriage in Islam which is our topic of discussion today you know it, it's it's a family thing right so um not normally you know uh when you get married the the girl the 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 girl will normally move into the, with with the guy because um you know they will take care of her but for converts it's different you know? most of, most most converts will move in with the born Muslim family so that it's easier to practice. So how was that for you guys? You know, how, how was that transition for you guys? Mm, okay, so I think before the marriage itself, we've uh, we already tried our best to accommodate each other's family yeah. practices and so on as best as we can. You know, so that uh, it is not a shock when uncle joined our family as a member of our family. In the same way, actually, I also made the move to get to know uncle's family better. So even before the marriage, actually, we had not much issue mm. with our families. Uh, there were some, of course, definitely there will initially. be some initially. Mm. But it wasn't so bad that, you know, that the, the friendship had to end or things like that. No, there was mm. not that kind of pressure. So um, the after, because we have already established that kind of relationship with our families later yeah. on after the marriage moving in whether it's with my family or visiting his family actually it was okay already so it's important to I think do these things before the marriage and not after you know to get to yeah. know your families better yeah so what what would you uh, guys say would be that some of the challenges that you guys had to navigate together you know during the first phase of that marriage because I understand that um for uncle when you when you first came to Islam um, you had you had you know um you had to really convince your family and and you you and that was pretty tough for you you know I can't imagine if I had to go through the same steps right I, if if I would have the certainty you know to remain uh steadfast as a Muslim but but alhamdulillah for you 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 have you had and and alhamdulillah you blessed us with a beautiful son uh you blessed us with a very good team member and a good friend uh so so for for you how was it like you know try, trying to navigate uh you know your decision to become a Muslim with your family. I came to the conclusion that I have to take a few um, steps to um, convince my parents and to, at time, my parents thought that if I became a Muslim, yeah. I will be, become a Malay. That yeah. was traditional, how, yeah. how, how the Chinese were feel or the, the older generation Chinese would feel. Mm-hmm. And so I had to really find some form of books and pic- with pictures to show to them that you know in China there are a lot more China, uh, Chinese Muslim uh, mm. in, in the country than if you compare to uh, Malaysia and Indonesia altogether so um, I had to um, really convince them and then show them pictures and say I'm not mm. going to be a Chinese uh, I'm not going to be a Malay yeah. by converting to, uh, to Islam 
So I remain a Chinese and I, I had to convince them that, you know, I'm not going to be pushed out or, or, or put myself out of the family. And to show that, you know, they, they're, still, they're still being loved by me and I'll, I'll continue to, be, to take care of them. Mm-hmm. And so that was, I think, very key uh, to convince them. And uh, it took a while. Uh, initially, it was quite uh, difficult because I actually hide, had to hide things from them. Yeah. And so I had to, you know, always when it comes to meal time, I had to run out of the run out of the house and go to a hawker center and buy food. And at that time, yeah. all you can get is really simple halal food, right? Yeah. There's not a lot of choices. No delivery. <laughs> no grab. <laughs> yeah. So how, um, how long did you take? Like, how long was that process for you? Like, do you take like one year well, to convince there, them? Actually, when I converted in 1980, uh, there was another challenge for, for both um, my wife mm. and I in that I couldn't get into a local university. Mm. So... We'll, my, my father then decided that I should go and study overseas yeah. together with a friend of my brother. And so I, I went over to the U.S. to study for three years. So I was oh, there wow. for three years. Yeah. And that, that was the test for both of us mm-hmm. to see if our love will continue after in being away for three years. Mm. And um, and also to be able to practice uh, Islam when I'm so far away, right? Mm. So that was the first time I had to fast for, uh, and at the time the fasting month was in in June, and so mm. you can imagine the fasting hours were a lot more than here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I only had about four hours of uh, time where I can eat, <laughs> mm. if I remember correctly, mm. and, and so. After that, uh, so that was a good test for us. And when I came back, back in uh, late 1983, and uh, we, we continued to, I continued to go and convince my dad mm. and mom that we had to, um, that we are very close together and our love is still there. And I think uh, they, they need to accept that, you know, I'm yeah. not going to change. Yeah. And um, that um, I'll still be their son. Mm-hmm. And, um, and and so it, it took a while, but after yeah. after that, um, we then threw them um, a decision <laughs> that we want to get married, and that was in uh, 1985. <laughs> <laughs> so from the time we uh, I got converted, it took us about five, five years, years before we mm. got married. So yeah. that was uh, during that five years. That was when we had to work quite a bit to convince mm-hmm. our, yeah. my parents. Mashallah, and of mashallah. course, her parents as well. Mm. Um, for my wife, the parents' fear was, you know, am I going to be continuing to be a, a good Muslim, yeah. being a Chinese? And um, of course, uh, I had to do my part to convince them as well. Mm. How was that um, process like convincing like your in-laws that, that you were really going to stay as a Muslim? I think first of all, um, being able to show that to learn the culture, the Malay culture, mm. um, uh, and the way that that we practice uh, mm. Islam. Of course, then uh, after that, we uh, I continue to um, to demonstrate to them that I I'm going to be a practicing yeah. uh, Muslim. 
And so fasting together and to show that I can do it together, right? Um, With them. So I think uh, they get to know, of course, to them is that they can only be uh, able to see as much as uh, what they can see at the time. Yeah, correct. Uh, Of course, the future will be very hard to to predict, but that's for us to go and really show to them that we are very sincere um, and we love each other. And so um, we want to try and um, make a good um, life together uh, as Muslims. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. I, I, I'm so amazed by your story. Um, you know, I, I, I think, um, and it's, it's the fact that everything in life as Muslims, they are built by intentions, you know. Our intentions can take us very far. And as always, you know, we always hear our, uh, our ustas and our scholars say that, you know, a big ibadah with a, with, a, with a bad intention can make it a very small thing. And likewise, a small ibadah can be amplified with a good intention. So, you know, uh, I, I, especially for marriage, right? It's a lifelong thing, you know. Uh, having a good intention can make you guys very, very far, and it's it's something that you know I've seen consistently, heard consistently through your story. You know, a lot of converts, um, they take the shahada, and, and shortly a while after they get married, you know, for you guys, you guys, um, and then they start weathering the storm together as a married couple. For you guys, you guys have weathered several storms before you guys, uh, you know, even got married. So it, it's something amazing to know that after five years, you know, and that five years is. It's, at this point of time, it's longer than the period I've already been Muslim. I've only been Muslim three and a half years, right? So <laughs> I, I can't imagine that the length of time, even, um, you know, that you guys still stay together and, and, and put in the correct intentions to get married. So I think it's such a, such a nice story that, that you guys have shared. So many learning points that we have, you know. Um, you know, from, from, this, from your story, you know, we can see that some, uh, some of the issues that converts will face when coming into a marriage will, will, of course, be family. That's number one, you know. We always want family to support our marriage. You know, so it's a two-step thing. You know, the first thing to get them to do is accept our decision as 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 um, being Muslim. You know, and then secondly, we have to get them to accept our spouse and and their family and their culture associated with that. I think it got it has gotten easier over the past few decades. You know, as compared to um your, your period of time where you really had to you know do so much to convince them because now we have quite a lot of information uh on on and quite a lot of freedom and openness when it comes to religion nowadays. But it's still a strife, you know, it's still a strife to properly communicate with your family. And that's when, um, uh, you know, auntie, when, when your advice really comes into play, you know, uh, when it comes to communication, you know, we can never ever win anyone over to our side with harshness and, and you know, with, with anger and aggressiveness. It's always done by love, you know, patience, you know, and calmness and peace, right? So, um, you know, as a spouse, it's really to support the convert through these tough times of these this first few years of getting his or her family on board. And then for the convert, it's also patience towards your family to, to you know, uh, convince them not just through actions, but also uh, not just through words, but also through your actions that you're really sincere about the faith. And I think like um, we, we've interviewed quite a number of converts, uh, you know, in, in the past few uh, months uh, talking about uh, marriage and also how they get their family involved in, in uh, their conversion decision. And, you know, eventually they will open up, um, you know, to that, to that decision. So that's, that's one of the, you know, issues that cup, uh, married couples might face when it comes to marrying a convert. And another issue then will be, you know, uh, as, as you have mentioned, you know, coming to marriage, you know, and you guys ha- would have to juggle with some of the cultural uh, side of things. Um, where you know you have to get assimilated to a family, and then uh, her family also has to understand you as a convert. And one of the potential issues that some converts might face will be a mismatch of expectations, where you're coming to Islam and you're getting married, and they expect you on, on some of the 
uh, fundamental things as a Muslim, but because as, as a convert, you might take your time. You, you might still take some time to get, uh, you know, acquainted with these uh, fundamental things. So there has to be patience on both sides. You know, these are the specific things that one must, one should take note of when, when marrying a convert, you know. But it's always a good experience to revisit the fundamentals even though we are born Muslim. Right, so I think um, you know we've interviewed a few couples over the, the series as well. You know, most of the issues in marriage, right? Um, even when marrying a convert, right, isn't really pertaining to specific convert issues, but rather it's a it's th- These are things that couples have to work through together. You know, it's it's really specific to the couple, but the most important things are 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 the common things we see in every story. That there are always elements of patience. There's always elements of 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 right. love. There's always elements of you know trying to make us as, as, as better partners to accommodate each other, you know, to learn how we can love each other better. And, and, right. and that is really empowered by our intentions as, as Muslims coming into, into, into a marriage, right? So thank you for sharing your story. Um, I think it, it has been quite enlightening to know that, you know, um, alhamdulillah, I'm friends with your son and every time I see him, I'll get reminded of the story again. It's enlightening to know that, you know, it's, it's really possible to build an ideal family together you know, with the right intentions. And at this point of time, I'd just like to um, get you guys, um, you know, to, to give a piece of advice um, to, you know, young aspiring couples trying to start a family together. You know, um, what would you, you know, give uh, as an advice to them, you know, when managing some of the challenges they will have as a young couple? Speaking from experience, yeah. when you marry a, a person, you don't just marry him, you actually marry into his family. Yeah. So you must, um, in some ways, uh, accommodate uh, and because the family, your, uh, your, your spouse family, your partner's family is important to him. Yeah. So you, you cannot, you know, uh, believe that you are just marrying that person. You actually will have to marry into his family too. So let's look at issues that uh, are in the, uh, facing us and look at it and, um, you know, face it together. How to manage some of these differences or some of these difficulties that may come our way. Lah. So rather than just sweep them under the carpet and say, no, we are just, it's just two of us, you know, against the world. I think that may prove actually disastrous lah later mm-hmm. on. Better to work, I think, with the families, try mm-hmm. to understand and try to accommodate where we can. Of course, you know, being Muslims, there are certain things that we cannot compromise. And that also we have to agree, yeah, mm-hmm. like things that we can and things that we cannot. Yeah, so, yeah, maybe that's one advice. Probably. Thank you, Auntie. So that, uh, I just want to add that being able to convince the parents-in-law that, hey, uh, I, I'm willing to learn, I'm willing to even speak your dialect <laughs> or, 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 language. or language. So, yeah. even for, for my wife, she, she even know how <laughs> some, <laughs> some Hokkien, <laughs> how, to, how to greet my parents uh, yeah. at the time. You know, and same for me, how to greet uh, her parents yeah. and to make them comfortable that, hey, I'm, I, I'm learning to be assimilated into each family, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. At the start, I think you can win people over if you continue to be kind, you continue mm-hmm. to be generous, you know, uh, yeah. with the families and so on. It may take a bit more time for some, but I think eventually, inshallah, if you continue to persevere, doa a lot, it can be done. Yeah. Mm. Alhamdulillah. And uh, thank you for your advice. Um, I, I really agree, you know, we, we, look, at, we look at marriage as, as, as something that, you know, uh, 
uh, you know, with a certain kind of characteristics that we must have, right? Like, like um, good uh, respect, honesty, and and, and care mm-hmm. and love. And sometimes we think that these are marriage exclusive traits, right? But uh, we we forget to see that you know most of the things that will make a good marriage are, are traits that will make us a good Muslim. So you know, being a good communicator, you know, it's not just a, a prerequisite for a good marriage, but also a prerequisite for a good life as a Muslim. Right, so you know, not just strive to have uh these good traits for your marriage, but also strive to become a better Muslim through through your marriage by honing these traits as well. So one of them being, you know, uh, having good communication skills by not sweeping things under the rug and by talking with them through respect and understanding. Yeah. That's how we yeah. solve them. Mm-hmm. And another one of them is to is to be honest, right, and and also to be trustworthy because um in in terms of relationship, one once trust is broken, is something that is very very hard to build back, right. So. So, you know, but when we look at it this way, then we realize that, you know, all our lives we are preparing for marriage. Not just at the point where I decide I want to marry this girl, I want to marry this guy. But whenever we, when we start to understand that, you know, um, we are Muslims and we, we need to start refining our character, that's when our preparation for marriage begins. So thank you for sharing that advice. All right, so before we end, um, I'd just like to ask very, one last, very last question, um, just for, our, you know, to inspire our listeners to, to strive towards marriage. What has been the best part of marriage to you guys? For me, um, yeah, to have a partner uh, to come back to from a hard day's work, you know, uh, who's able to listen to the challenges that I face, to to also, uh, you know, to be able to comfort me, uh, to be able to share my interests. He's my best friend, really, yeah. Uh, We both uh, support me. (laughs) (laughs) They have definitely tricked down to your son. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, um, I I think uh, very importantly is that you know for a couple to have tolerance, perseverance, mm. and patience, like you mentioned earlier, it, it's very important. And um, you know, a marriage is a is a long time, lifetime uh, journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, there will be ups and there will be downs. Yeah. And uh, I, I think uh, ups is where we, we, we like to, you know, enjoy together. And the yeah. downs, we try to work together on how we can resolve the, any issues that's out there yeah. together. I, I think uh, trying hard to, um, to work things out together, I think is very important. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the best thing, I guess, um, you know, to be able to, um, to have uh, two sons, uh, healthy and alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. Um, yeah, so, uh, hopefully they'll be successful in life yeah. and, um, and and then we can retire uh, <laughs> happily <laughs> alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah thank you for sharing with us your joys of life you know you're the only married couple here and all of us here we are all single so hopefully with that it inspires us to find our own uh, marriages and inshallah uh, with your du'as we will have our uh, marriages filled with the blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so yeah. at this point of time I'd like to take a pause to ask our listeners to keep our speakers and our team members in your du'as that we are forgiven by Allah, we are guided towards a peaceful, loving, and of course, blessed marriage. So thank you everybody for attending the, the, the for listening to this podcast. And of, of course, thank you Uncle and Auntie for taking your time off on Saturday evening to come and join us to share your story. It's been very refreshing. It's been filled with a lot of wisdom. And inshallah, we hope to see you guys again on this podcast if you are able to get another uh, chance to talk about your marriage in the future. Inshallah. So let's end this podcast by reciting Tasbih Kafara and Surah to Asuf. Subhanakallahumma bihamdika ashadu ala Thank you for listening to this podcast.
Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.